0: We see the sun setting on Firmament, Colorado, as Agent Pax makes their way out of the Colorado National Laboratory. A mildly peeved look briefly alights their face as they exit the sliding glass bay doors and begin briskly walking back towards the visitor's lot, where an unmarked black SUV waits for them impassively. As they walk, however, their pace begins to falter. Halfway to the lot, they glance anxiously over their shoulder. There's nothing but empty space between them and the lab, but we see a strange anxiousness grip them. After several seconds of intense scrutiny, PAX turns and quickens their pace. When they reach the black SUV, they throw open the door and grab a stainless steel briefcase resting on the floor. It opens at the touch of their fingertip, and from it they produce an ornate brass sextant. They point the device back towards the lab, and immediately, its many gears and levers begin to whir excitedly as it emits a low, resinous thrum. Pax immediately vaults into the driver's seat and peels out of the parking lot, setting the chittering device on the dashboard. They blow past the security gate, but as the angry officer steps out, he falls suddenly, still, and silent. Pax doesn't stop, pulling out onto the main road and gunning it towards town. After several blocks, the device stops moving, an array of its many lenses arranged carefully in front of the telescope. As they blaze down the road, Pax raises the sextant to their face, and stares through. And as they do, a look of sudden confusion and abject horror grips them. They swerve to the side, smashing through the guardrail, and disappearing out of sight. Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your Keeper of Monster and Mysteries. With me today are Tio.
1: Hello, I'm Tio and I play Constance the Expert. Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah and I play Jr. the Crooked.
0: And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Last time, the three of you arrived back at the studio with Georgiana and Mr. Blue to discover that it had been a minute since you left on your journey to Otherware. Quite a few minutes, in fact. Two months had passed since your departure, but luckily, your friends left you some love letters to catch you up to speed. Alvin, you learned that Sarah had continued her investigations into what the Cabal is up to, flagging the imminent public launch of Imagine Lab's new, groundbreaking VR technology. JR, you learned from Stoney that Agent Pax had turned up the heat on their investigation, casting a wide net over pretty much every weird location and happening in Firmament. Constance, you dove into the findings of the Daylight Society's research division, learning that others who possessed the ability to perceive transdimensional reality were known as mediums, and that Leon had managed to identify the general location of at least half the magical seals around the world, based on hotspots of strange and supernatural activity. After settling back in, the three of you debriefed with Georgiana and Mr. Blue, giving the pair a crash course in the 21st century. In turn, Mr. Blue translated the tall man's true name, told you more about wishbringers and magic, and revealed that there were other realms beyond just mundane earth and otherwhere. Your homecoming was rudely interrupted by Georgiana doubling over in sun pain as a glowing orb manifested beneath a scar on her torso. Before you could address the situation, a very confused Agent Pax arrived at your doorstep, informing you that they had absolutely no memory of who they, or you, are. We're going to pick up right two there. Two months later? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another two months have passed. Another two months. The whole campaign's over. You did it. <laughs> you saved the world. Good job. Ah, oh, I love fast
2: forwards. <laughs> Read the end of the book first.
0: <laughs> We're going to pick up right there with Agent Pax at the door and Georgiana collapsed in a heap as the virulent purple miasma pulsates beneath her skin. What do you do? Come on in. Uh, Thank, thank you. And I'm sorry, can you remind me your name? Alvin. Pleasant to meet you, Alvin. You too. And Agent Pax, who we know as Agent Pax, walks inside and sees the scene with Georgiana writhing in pain on the ground. Constance and JR, what, uh, what are you doing here?
3: How much of this did I overhear?
0: You tell me. Would you have been listening to who was at the door or would you be focused on Georgiana?
3: I mean, I think I probably would have tried to focus on what was happening in the door, but obviously, like Georgiana, who we are all friends with now, I think we can mm-hmm. can call each other friends, you know, perhaps not on the Christmas card list, but, you know, she's doubled over in pain, so I'm going to be at least momentarily distracted by that. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I'm like, Alvin, what
1: is this?
2: Place? Welcome in. Everyone say oh, hello Alvin, to this to person just- who doesn't remember who they are. Hey, what? JR, you look up to see Spectre.
3: Oh. Oh. So, hold, all right, hold, so they, this, hi, uh,
0: hello. person?
3: Hello. <laughs> yes? Do I look familiar to you?
0: They look, Bashful's not quite the word, Um confused. It's like when you've forgotten someone's name who you're supposed to, who you've obviously met before. And they look at you and sort of shake their head. Okay,
3: okay, what if, what if, like, okay, so I've got I've got my hair kind of down. So I, I take it and I pull it back in a ponytail and I'm like, what about this? And I kind of, like, do, like, blue steel at them. Like, is this, this ringing a bell? this, <laughs> this look right here? Because I can go get a, maybe a ski cap to really kind of add to this. Is this looking recognizable at all? No?
0: No. They shake their head and say, I'm very sorry. If we've met before, I, I don't. I'm afraid I don't remember.
3: Huh. Interesting. Why don't you... Is she okay? Uh, no. Yeah, she's always weird. Oh, no. Oh, I you mean he's... Georgiana. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no.
0: Yes, the the Jesus. woman on the ground. Mr. Blue? <laughs> uh, Mr. Blue is like standing over her and like offering consolations and, and trying to ask her questions, but Georgiana is not responding.
1: Can I turn to the person suffering from amnesia I mean, we
0: can continue to refer to them as Agent Pax, despite their amnesia regarding their own identity.
1: Paxter. Paxter Mm -hmm. is the name that
3: I'm going with in my head.
1: Paxter. (laughs) We can tell you who you are, but I think we should probably address the bleeding person first, yeah? You don't happen to have any like uh, emergency medical knowledge
3: at all in that head of yours?
0: Agent Pax almost snaps to attention, and they look at you, JR, and say, Uh, yes, I do have first aid training. And they kind of shake their head and they're like, huh, okay, I guess I do know first aid.
1: I was going to say, I don't know how you remember that.
0: Uh, And they take (laughs) several steps forward, look at Georgiana lying on the ground, look back at you, JR, and say, she's suffering from the vercalacus wasting disease.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. That doesn't
3: sound good. I would have, you know, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, what? And
0: again, they look kind of almost like they don't understand what they just said and and sort of shake their head again and say, yes, I mean, that is accurate. I don't,
2: I don't know how I know that, but I do know that. That sounds like something that might be in one of your books, Constance.
1: Yep. I'm going to go ahead and start looking for it unless you can <laughs> tell us how to fix it.
2: You've got a lot of old books and wasting disease sounds kind of like a-
1: It's very Victorian.
2: Sort of. Being. I don't know the cure off the top of my head.
3: What is it though?
0: A Vircolacus is a—it's well, a type of undead, similar to a vampire, native to Greece and the Balkans. Huh.
2: Definitely in one of those books.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: there's a thing I can do here.
2: Investigate a mystery or read a bad situation, or, or something.
1: use my lore library. Oh, I'm gonna hit the library. books. Yes. Yeah.
0: Constance, if you would yes. like to use your lore library to investigate a mystery, go ahead and roll plus sharp.
1: Yeah. That gives a
0: plus 1 to the roll. It does, right? indeed. Oh boy. Which I believe brings you up to plus 4.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz you know, I'm good I'm good with them books.
0: You're wildly smart.
1: Uh-huh. And uh, not street smart at all. It's kind of a strange combination. That is 10. That's a okay. nice oh, old 10.
2: I was really hoping for the 12. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. On a 10 plus hold 2.
1: Okay. Um
0: so I only recently realized this, but the Tome of Mysteries has some additional investigative mystery questions. What? Oh. Yes, which are more suited towards uh, phenomena, which are sort of the alternative to monsters. These probably would have been so helpful in previous mysteries, but.
2: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, we leveled up and now we can ask more than.
0: Yes. Got
3: smarter.
2: Yes, your your exposure to otherware has broadened the list of questions
0: that you can ask. I guess. Um, (laughs) How is this phenomenon doing this? What could fix it, cure it, or slow it down? How far does the effect reach? What will be affected next?
1: Well, I think the obvious one I'm going to ask is what can fix it, cure it, etc., etc. And then I'll go ahead and also ask what will be affected next. Let's try to get out ahead of something for once.
0: I think I'll start with what will be affected next. So Constance, you, it doesn't take you long. I think you've indexed and cataloged your undead and specifically vampire mythology quite extensively (laughs) after the Strigoi. And so it doesn't take you long to find information about Verkulakas. Verkulakas are vampires in a sense, but they also have some characteristics of werewolves and zombies of Balkan folklore. There's a lot of information in here, but the part that you're looking for is the Verkulakis wasting disease. In the folklore, Verkulakis will travel through villages and knock upon doors, and if they get no reply the first time, they'll pass without causing any harm. But if someone does answer the door, they will contract a wasting disease. Every day for seven days, they will lose one-seventh of themselves, of their body and their spirit. Until they die on the seventh day and are raised as another Verkulakis. They're known sometimes for this style. They're not like Strigoi, where they just sort of feast upon people, but they're also not like westernized vampires who just feed on blood. They're known occasionally by the unfortunate moniker plague vampires.
1: Okay. Two very, very fun things together. <laughs>
2: yeah. What a combo.
3: I would have gone with Plague Pyre, but that's just (laughs) me.
2: Damn plague,
3: Ooh, very nice. Very nice. (laughs) I like that. That's good, too. Yeah.
0: For your first question, what could fix it, cure it, or slow it down? There are two established ways to deal with the Frickalacus wasting disease. The first is to kill the Frickalacus, which inflicted the disease. Uh. The second is to transfer it to someone else.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I had a look at Agent Pax. <laughs> Wait, so no. I'm just no.
1: looking. I'm just thinking. Thoughts are free. Thoughts are free. I'm just thinking. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes when you hold magic in your hands, <laughs> thoughts may not be fully free. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but this is what you learn about Ricolacus and your current situation.
1: Just to repeat that. So we can either transfer it to someone else or. She dies. Track
2: down the vercolacus 40 years ago yeah. and kill it. I think, Constance, you can okay. probably
0: discern based on this that the original vercolacus, which infected Georgiana, must still be alive.
1: Oh, otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, okay. she
0: would be fine. Uh-huh. Where cool. it is, yeah. who knows? But
2: it presumably is still alive. Okay. Probably Romania,
1: based yeah. on our, our yeah, previous Yeah, probably. Knowledge. Which, mm, too bad we don't have that freaking portal technology yet. Um, (laughs) Even then. No. JR? No. Uh, I think,
0: Constance, as you come about this knowledge, Georgiana slowly begins to cease her, her screaming and writhing on the ground, and you can see on her torso, it looks like parts are just missing. Like there's no wound, the skin looks fine, but underneath it just looks like parts of her, and you can see it on her arms as you look further, and even on her face, it looks more gaunt. Parts of her are just gone. Right. You would estimate approximately one-seventh.
1: Right. Uh. I look at Agent Pax, do you know of any way to slow this down? Bias time. You know, can we stuff her in a freezer? Is there anything?
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> they kind of look panicked for a second, like I I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm doing, and then their eyes freeze on you and
2: they say, No, there's no way to slow it.
3: Hmm. Okay.
2: Can we bounce it like one of us, one of us, one of us, one of us, every day until we kind of recover? It's kind of like
1: oh, hot that's potato. An interesting idea. Can
2: we do hot ha- can we do hot potato with this? Everyone gets a day of wasting away. That mm-hmm. uh I don't know. I
0: don't know a lot about the illness itself except for what it looks like and what it does. It's possible.
1: I relay to the team the situation so that everyone is well aware and can also put your biggest thinking caps on. Because this is, look, this is one of those moments, this is a Star Trek moment where we do not accept the limitations of the test in front of us. Yeah, we are are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Alvin, we are going to find I our like, own way. You want to high five?
2: All three of us do a Star Trek high five yes, and get a yes. nerd out for a second.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to say, look, I know that this is not my place, but I'm going to say it. I think Agent Pax would be a Star Trek fan and also remember that <laughs> on instinct and be part of that. That's just me.
0: I regret to inform you that Agent Pax does not join in your Kobayashi <gasps> Maru high five.
1: Oh, thank God. Good. It's
3: important <laughs> that we have something that's just for us other than you know okay, the fair. other things that we have
1: just for us. <laughs>
0: I think Mr. Blue has helped Georgiana back up onto the couch, and she's sort of winded and recovering. And he looks at the rest of you and says, this this is what I was afraid of. This is what exactly why I didn't want to leave. It sounds like you understand what this is. Do you have any sense of how to stop it?
3: Well, I was going to ask, do you have, like, does this the kind of, I don't know, I mean- is this the kind of thing that you would know anything about? Would you have any exposure to something like this in the Otherwhere, or is this
1: completely foreign to you? Whatever
0: did this is not a being in Otherwhere. Yeah, I mean, and this- you have no
1: way to find this being, right? Like you don't have like a honing beacon, no. kind of thing.
2: I mean, not. Okay. I mean, the, his solution when confronted with this was taking her to other yeah, way. That's
1: yeah, that's okay.
3: so he's right. already
2: encountered, well, he's just, encountered this before. I just
3: want to make sure because teamwork makes the dream work and I don't want you to feel left out, but I also if you have
2: mm-hmm. important
3: knowledge, which I'm not saying you have not been sharing, you've been very good about that, but, you know, just like you're now in this in this group, like we it's it's share and share alike, this is not we're not in it for personal glory certainly not me because I really don't want everybody know my name, but like, just, you know if, if you think of anything like you know, pipe up, let us know. No ideas are bad ideas, except for calling the police. Even then, that's sometimes actually a good idea. Occasionally, depends on who you're calling. Sorry. Anyway,
1: yes. I will help
0: however I can, but I have no idea how to address this situation.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I mean, look, gang, I think there are some lines that we cannot cross. Raise your hand if you're in the club of we can't give a wasting away disease to someone else. So I think our next best option is to find a way to freeze the situation as it stands until we come up with a better plan, whether that's finding this freaking thing or finding a loophole, which we're very good at. We're very good at loopholes, but I just want to just a show of hands. Are we all in on the fact that we're not giving this to anyone in this room? And I look around at everybody tentatively as I raise my hand.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not on the on the murder train. Slowing it down may involve hot potato situation because mm-hmm. you die in seven days, but you can transfer it. I don't know if the person gets better afterwards or if they just are there still with a seventh missing.
1: That's a great question.
2: Listen, we've got a network of people who have been looking into this stuff for two months now. We may want to confer with the Daylight Society, see if they have a lead on anything like the Verkulakas. Verkulakas, Verkulakas. The Verkulakas. Plague vampire. V- plague vampire. <laughs> the, pl-
1: the plague yeah. vampire. Alvin, I, I know that nobody's directly addressed your suggestion, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I volunteer as tribute. Pass that hot potato to me for a little bit. It's my family.
0: Yeah, I'll help. I think Agent Pax looks around Tries to suss the situation and then <laughs> considers kind of, maybe kind of timidly raises the their hand, hand and says, As long as I'm not last, I will gladly take a turn. Aww.
1: Oh, we already like you better than before. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You were kind of mean before.
0: I'm
2: sorry. I mean, we never met you in our life You already
0: admitted yeah, to knowing don't... me before. Oh,
1: oh fuck. we did. No, we did, yeah. And look, okay. they don't they clearly have no concept of yeah. why they shouldn't like us, so
2: we're good. We're cool. We're the cool ones.
1: Also, gang, I feel like given the severity of the situation, Georgiana until we figure out what to do, I think it's time that you um you see Magdalena.
3: I'm just going to say that nobody has turned to JR to see whether or not she's in on this. Don't give the vampire <laughs> magic to anybody in the room and uh she would like it to remain that way cuz she has not raised her hand <laughs> yet. She's kind of making <laughs> eye contact with the ceiling. Um, Cause yeah, I'm glad yeah. you guys are all buddy buddy <laughs> with Pax, but
1: uh, uh, the reason Constance <laughs> wanted the, everyone to go around in the room is because she senses Jr's hesitation <laughs> and she wants to put Jr on blast, 100, yeah. <laughs> and not so much because it's Pax, but because you know it's a human being uh, that you're sentencing to death. Essentially, it is
2: an opportunity for growth.
1: <laughs> yes. Look, Constance will keep throwing these opportunities at you. You choose when to take them. But she is definitely, she stared you down a little when she raised her hand.
3: So uh, what about that family reunion? We should get that going.
0: (laughs) Georgiana, winded and more than a little bit out of it, looks at you, Constance, and says, I've long, long thought of seeing my sister again. And this is not how I want our reunion to be. I don't want to see her like this.
1: Okay.
3: Constance, what's going to hurt worse? Waiting or
1: not telling your mom? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and pick the wishes of a currently wasting away woman over my own preferences. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I just, uh, you know, we (laughs) want to talk about opportunities
3: for growth. I'm just pointing out both things. That's true so that you're going we we <laughs> life is about choices and you know i know that's a difficult relationship at times so
1: yeah i mean it's going to be worse now we'll see but um yeah i think call up the daylight society i might try to to get in touch with my boonie and see if she's got any ideas yeah and uh i'm just going to say it if we don't come up with a better plan than alvin's in the next like hour we're going to go ahead and pass me on as the hot potato and hope that that helps.
0: Okay. Do you want to call the mall or are you picking specific people? That signal.
1: Well,
3: I'm assuming that they probably have some kind of phone tree so that if we call them and we're like, hey, this is what's going on, we're calling you first, not because we think that you're the best, but because you're probably at the top of the phone tree. I feel like
0: there's a Daylight Society Slack. Oh, it's
3: probably oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's probably also
0: a phone tree for sensitive content that you don't want stored in a digital way, but there's a Slack too.
3: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think the
2: Slack's fine for, we're back, let's
3: talk. Yeah, I also want to know if it's at all worthwhile for me to give Stoney a call. I mean, he left me a very kind voicemail that I will treasure deeply, (laughs) but also let him know that we're back, probably give him a heads up on what's happening with Agent Paxter, And see if he knows anything else that's been going on since we've been off.
1: And if he knows anything about this. Yeah,
3: Any more vampires? We've had one, but, you know, they come in many different colors and flavors.
0: So, JR, you're going to give Stoney a call? Yes. Someone is notifying the Daylight Society?
2: Uh, I can do that. Okay. Constance is interested in boonie time.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyone want to go first?
2: I type the message
0: into the Slack.
1: <laughs> How many, do you find the perfect gif to like be a little lighthearted or is it just oh, straight no, I, text? The
2: text the text says, hey gang, we're back. Let's chat at Constance's soon at slash now, a poop emoji.
3: Is it? <laughs> okay? The
2: poop emoji means wasting disease. They know that. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, you go to alert the Daylight Society
0: Slack and I'm gonna give you an oops.
2: Oh. My favorite
1: thing.
0: As you're pulling this up, I think you see just the most recent few messages. And you notice there's one from two days ago from Kristen. Hmm. It's a note saying that she feels like she is being followed.
2: Probably. But
0: she can't ever see who's following her. She always feels like there's something at the edge of her vision, but she can never see who it is.
2: That sounds kind of familiar. Was that happening with the spider? Something at the edge of our vision? Mm, or something? Maybe. Alvin thinks that feels familiar. Yeah. <laughs> in any number of historical ways. The other thing that you notice is that no one has
0: responded to her. Huh. Aww. The rest of the conversation continued almost as though she never sent the message.
3: She may pay huh. her a visit.
0: And immediately oh. you get like a flood of responses like, Welcome back. Oh my gosh, so excited. We'll be at the studio in, in 10, 15 I have to finish up work. I'll be there in two. Like, but everyone's like converging on the studio.
2: I'll just punch in a a follow up question. Has anyone seen Kristen? Question mark. I rolly.
0: You get like a bunch of question marks in response.
2: Okay. I'm going to call.
0: Who? Kristen. It rings and rings and just keeps ringing. It never actually even goes to voicemail. Oh, I like that even less. Maybe
3: you should take some screen grabs of this so that you have the slack in case for some reason the Mm -hmm. number like
1: disappears.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll take some screenshots, and I think while people are coming over to converge and doing their research things, I think Alvin's gonna check on her place. Do
1: we know where everyone lives in the Daylight Society? I feel like we got that in a spreadsheet. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like that's part. of There's like a contact form.
1: At the very least, Constance has sent out invitations to her art shows to everyone <laughs> in that yeah. list. So. Yeah,
0: so I'll get, no, the, get the
2: address from Constance and head out. Okay,
0: so you're gonna go check in on Kristen
2: gonna check on kristen i'm sure it's nothing but i'll be right back gang
0: alvin at your second mention that you're gonna go check in on kristen i think several people in the daylight society respond back
2: who oh shit oh no (laughs) oh no no no
1: people are forgetting oh no
2: i don't know why i assumed it was just h packs but people are forgetting
1: shit
3: I do want to, at some point, I mean, obviously we got all, and you've just done some research, but I think there's like several avenues of research that I want. Like, I want to know more about this vampire. I want to, yeah. like, I definitely, because we got some answers about the disease, but like, I want to know more about this fucking vampire too, at some point.
0: Sure. If you'd like to do some research after your call with Stony, we can definitely do yeah, that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Might learn from Boonie too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we've got to we got to do more. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have to do so much. We're gonna be at the library so much. Oh god.
0: I mean, I don't think home you really need to library. go to the library. Constance's studio is like home. A, I want to go to the a, a a mecca of information on the supernatural. So yeah. But Jr., <laughs> if you like the aesthetic of going to the library, you're welcome to do yes. that. Okay. Yes. But first, you wanted to call Stony, correct?
3: Yeah, let me, and I, uh, I mean, I got a couple different things that I want to talk to him about, so, yeah, let me, uh, let me give him a ring.
0: It rings a couple times and he picks up. junior you're, uh, you're back. You made it. Yeah. Welcome yeah,
3: home. we are back. Uh, did not feel like- I was like... worried about you. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Stony. Uh, yeah, definitely did not feel like two months. Um... I got your voicemail. We had somebody interesting turn up at Constance's today. Agent Pax, but they have no memory of who they are.
0: Sorry, who? Huh. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this leads me to my second bullet point. Which is that it appears that people in town are losing their memory and then people are forgetting who they are because this is the second person that we appear to have found who does not remember who they are and you don't remember who they are. You literally left me a voicemail message with this person's name in it and you're now telling me you don't know who this person is.
0: I don't know what to tell you, Jr. I'd never heard of an Agent Pax in my life.
3: Oh no, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just saying that, you know, in a town of weird stuff happening, this appears to be a weird thing. So I don't really know what we do with that, but if anybody you know says they feel like they're being followed, you need to be aware of that. If you feel like you're being followed, which I realize is very vague and unhelpful, but it's better than nothing. Well,
0: last time I was being followed, it was by Leon.
3: Yeah, well, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's Leon who's who's following. Well, he's probably following somebody. I don't know what he's up to. He probably has a giant murder board. Oh my god! Oh, he's gonna be so been remarkably to quiet. Here. He's gonna be so hard to rein in now. Oh my god! He a- wasn't
0: hard to rein in before.
3: It's going to be. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) God, have (laughs) mercy. Anyway, the third thing is we may have another vampire situation, different kind of vampire. We're going to do some research on that. I would tell you to come over and I'd be happy to answer any questions, but we're apparently about to have a giant meeting of folks here to help us out. So
0: Mm. I'll leave you all to it.
3: Yeah, but, you know, anything else pops up,
1: give us a call, because we seem to have kind of landed in the middle of several pickles. Also, if he knows anything about how to f- how to freeze someone's oh. wounds, how to stop time. Yeah, kind of
3: this thing. is kind of a weird mm-hmm. one, and I don't know, maybe this isn't... We've got somebody here who's got a su- probably a supernatural wound from this vampire. And the thing is, if we don't do anything about it in six days now, she's going to die. So, you know, none of us are medical professionals, and you are, lucky for you, if you know if there's a way to, like, literally freeze or stop a wound from progressing.
0: J.R., I was an army medic.
3: Still more medical training than I have, so, like, a lot more.
2: <laughs> Can you stitch up the, the wounds? The bar is pretty low.
3: It's magical. It's a magical wound.
2: <sighs> magical stitches?
3: huh. <laughs>
0: this is uh it's a little <laughs> out of my depth jr i don't I don't know too much about magical diseases or wounds or illnesses
3: look it never hurts to ask unless I'm asking you to do something criminal and then it's solicitation and if you agree that's conspiracy an attempt possibly depending on the jurisdiction but yeah no okay.
0: jr I know about our our web of criminal activity <laughs> that we've been engaged in yeah you don't need to remind me <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, well, if you think of anything, we're, you know, we're going to do more research. But yeah, keep an eye out for weird vampire shit, people being followed, and anybody who... Yeah, if you have anybody who says they're being followed, keep an eye on them.
0: All right, I will. I'll let you know if anything comes up.
3: All right, well, uh, we'll be in touch, Stony.
0: All right, you uh, take care, JR. You too. Click.
3: I think that went well.
0: (laughs) Let's keep rolling with uh, with you, JR. You wanted to do a little bit more digging at the the library because you don't want to use Constance's library.
3: I'm going to go down to the local library.
0: Have we done a scene at the Firmament Public Library?
3: I don't think we have. I don't have think it. we have. I say we have. So, Gwen, so this think... is an opportunity for- you. Look, you're welcome for me wanting to go to the library and broaden my horizons.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the Firmament Public Library is- Take a look.
3: In a book. <laughs> <In a>
0: book.
3: <laughs> Reading rainbow. Firmament
0: Library. <laughs> Firmament Library. <laughs> yeah, I think- I think the, I mean, there's multiple branches in the city from it's big enough that I think it probably has two or three, but you go to the main street location, which is the main branch of the Firmament Public Library system. I think it's in an old brick structure, so it's got a really nice sort of archaic chic aesthetic to it. And uh, you head inside. You know, there's not a ton of people there. I think a lot of people prefer to use the library at Firmament College, you know, has a a more expansive collection. But it's a a perfectly serviceable library. There's a computer section. There's a silent reading section. There's all of the stacks. And yeah, it's a library.
3: This is an important question um, for uh both f- for jr and also just for my own edification i'm assuming because you know we've got the public library which is great awesome uh because we've got the academic library i'm assuming there's like an inner library loan program that i can use or do i have to be like an alumni of firmament college like how well is this library connected with the other library I mean,
0: probably pretty well. Good. I think Thank there's you. priority for students who need books at the Furman College Library. Follow and, like, up. if they're physical texts, they have to, you know, move them around town. So sometimes it takes, like, a day or two if okay. you don't want to go pick it up from the other library. But otherwise, yeah, you generally have access.
3: Follow up question Am I able to get, like, JSTOR articles?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure.
3: Yes. All right. Awesome. This is a good library. It's good. Yeah. It's I don't
0: good. know if it's going to materially affect the information you can get, but.
3: Look, there's probably an academic article about Vamp. There's probably several academic articles.
0: I like how you went to the public library but demanded all of the fancy access of the academic library. You got,
3: yeah, <laughs> look, we also have a lot of exposure at Firmament College. Like there's a lot of people there who know what I look like and not in like a good context. I'm not sure if I want to run into anybody from, from the, the, time the you set clinic, fire to the student
0: health center.
3: <laughs> right, or anybody from the right, dorms right. or like anybody from the computer labs or like <laughs> Right, yeah you've right,
0: really right. done a number and from college
3: yes
1: yes there's a like have you seen this there's wanted posters of you yep yep so uh <laughs> you didn't think they'd put those up on a university campus but they made an exception yep
2: yeah there's a whole club dedicated to finding you now <laughs>
3: So this was important. I know you thought I was just uh, bullshitting, but no, it was important that I go to the public library, not to the campus. Okay. Uh, yes, I would like to go to the public library and perhaps find a nice reference librarian who may be willing to help me out looking up some... Hold on, I'm checking the notes. The Viking. No, the... V- v-
0: the Verkalakis?
3: Yes, the Ver... The, the Viking. The virkalakis. Viking vampire
0: it's not a Viking vampire it's a Greek vampire
1: <laughs> you're gonna have a really hard time getting Viking out of our head now I'm sorry Quinn it's just gonna have to build it in you know roll with the punches
0: the Viking vampires are draugr they're more like zombies
1: oh. okay. they am oh. coming later. All right. okay. okay okay so
3: that is what I would like to I've do I've done I'd a like lot to... of
0: research on the undead creatures for this podcast <laughs> that's
3: fair <laughs> I'm very impressed. Um, yeah, so I, I would like to see if there's a, a reference librarian and if there isn't, spend some time, you know, on whatever search I can get on that computer to find information there. I don't know what I need to roll to do that, but that is what I would like to do.
0: Are there usually reference librarians for occult and supernatural at the public library?
3: No, but there would probably be okay. there's, you then know, no. there's going to be a librarian who would be able to, like, help me figure out where to look.
2: Sure. There is. There is a librarian. It, Point me
0: in
3: the right gonna direction. It's going to
2: be very funny when there's a librarian who says, oh, yeah, there's this art girl that comes in. She's got a lot of books about yeah. this. You
3: should go ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she
1: loaned us the she only copies we have. The
2: only copy of the Necronomicon that we have in stock.
1: <laughs> so, yes,
3: I would like to I'd like to talk to a librarian.
0: There is a reference librarian I think they offer to help you. Okay. I don't think it's particularly interesting to play that out, so- That's fine. I'm not going to, (laughs) Uh, but go ahead and give me a roll to investigate a mystery.
3: Okay. Let's see. That is going to be an eight.
0: On a seven to nine, hold one.
3: Okay. I kind of want to know, where did it go?
0: Verkalakis are most common in Greek and Salento folklore. However, they've been known to travel broadly within the Balkans- they are exceedingly rare outside of the region.
3: Yeah. Okay. They home. All right. That's not a hard no, but it—the likelihood that it's here in Firmament is <laughs> it low. It's highly unlikely. It's low. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Probably
1: still in Romania.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is there anything else interesting at the library for me to look at? Maybe some nice public art.
0: Uh, yeah, Brie Dalton has a really nice installation.
1: Ooh, okay. <laughs> of course.
0: Constance, what do we think Brie's installation is?
1: Ooh, uh, I think that she has taken the GPS tracking pieces in everyone's cell phone and has recreated Beyonce's face out of it. Ah. And it is up to your interpretation what that means.
2: So I'm going to be like, I'm probably this bit on the earlobe. That's my GPS. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not literally everyone's. It's, you know, she bought a bunch of phones. It actually is a partnership with uh, Apple. You know, Apple's trying to cultivate a, a friendlier, cool image and talk about how they mm-hmm. don't sell your data like everyone else, which is a
2: lie. By, they by selling your data, too.
0: And yes. Was- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
2: It's called
0: Formation. of oh, yeah. movement. Oh. Yes.
1: And they did get sued over it, but then they settled out of court and everyone's happy. And
0: that, yeah. They took yeah. out the parentheses. Bumped
2: the price. And
0: it's just yeah.
1: formation. <laughs> Of movement, perfect.
2: But the controversy made it more well known. Yeah, That's oh, of how course, got the spot here.
0: It's actually the biggest art piece in firmament in a long time. Uh, Bree's blown mm-hmm.
1: up. Yeah, Bree's gonna do a pop up shop at Burning Man. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, you know, local competition has been a little busy lately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I-, I love the idea of being put in the same category. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I would think you would consider yourself in that category.
1: Oh, Constance has terrible self esteem. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
3: we so much. <laughs> I, thought you paints, wanna, I thought
2: you were going to be the best artist.
0: Constance just learns that she paints in four dimensions in world- like <laughs> artistic <laughs> worldviews that literally no one else can see, but she still has low self-esteem. That's extremely <laughs> and, relatable. Hey, we
1: all struggle, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's extremely relatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She still feels like an imposter because she didn't know she was painting in four-dimensional space. So like, does it even count?
2: <laughs> oh, do you feel maybe now like some other entity has been using- your art as its medium?
1: No, I just feel like if I didn't do it intentionally, is it still cool? Mm-hmm. Probably not, you know? Boy, a lot to work through here.
0: So JR, that's the cool public art that you see.
1: Cool. I uh, <laughs> I
3: sit for like a solid 10 minutes and just kind of, you know, thoughtfully contemplate it because it is, um, it's nice. <laughs> I enjoy it.
0: Let's jump to Constance. E. Constance, you want to commune with your boonie.
1: Yeah, boonie time.
0: Go ahead and give me a roll, plus weird.
1: Big money, big money. Well, medium money. That's mm. an eight.
0: On a seven and nine, a past life has a little experience. You get to hold one.
1: I'm going to ask, what did a past life discover about Verkulakas? Because that might give us location or death blows or... Yeah. Something else entirely. Maybe it likes banjo music. Yeah. Okay.
0: Constance, I think the scene that we get is your Boonie and Bunello uh, sitting at the table in their house. It's one of those late nights where they're up past your mother and Georgiana's bedtime and they're just having a quiet conversation across the table over a series of scattered notes and candlelight. And they're kind of riffing. Like part old married couple, part like buddy detectives, like playing off of different <laughs> ideas. They're, this is clearly <laughs> the part <laughs> of their monster hunting career where they're quite knowledgeable. And <laughs> we jump in in the midst of this conversation. Constance, one thing you notice is that this vision is, for lack of a better term, staticky. You're sort of seeing it as though it's on like an old timey television. And hearing it as though it's coming through a lot of static on a radio, it almost seems like there's some sort of interference. Hmm. But the message is clear. Well, it could be a vricolacus. We know it's an undead of some kind, so that narrows it down. They're not native to Romania, but they have been known to make their way up here. Everything seems to find its way here. Every foul, undead creature seems to find its way into our country, into our home. So, it could be one of them. What do we know? Well, they're not like Stricoy or Morai. They don't have a, a thin or starved appearance. They swell up. They have like a drum-like form. They become large, ruddy. Obviously, the wasting disease is the most prominent feature in the lore superstition says. It only strikes if you answer when they first knock, but of course there are many accounts of those who have simply been preyed upon by Avrikalakis, but left alive, slowly wasting away in its absence until they too arise. Usually the spawn are quite weak. Often even if they find victims of their own, they, they die out. No one can quite explain why, but regardless, it's the same as most vampires. Remove the head and burn the body. Unlike a Strigoi or Mori, the spirit can't jump from cadaver to cadaver, so it's easier as long as you can stay out of reach of their claws and avoid the wasting disease yourself. And then the scene kind of fritzes out like an old-timey television, and it's gone.
1: Okay. Good old beheading.
2: Classic. Throwback. Yeah. Episode one.
1: Keeping it simple. Gotta find it and cut its head off. <laughs>
0: Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning into episode 40 of Monster Hour. We've hit our middle age now, so be sure to tune in next week as Alvin reviews his finances, Constance deals with agonizing back pain, and JR buys an overpriced sports car. The real monster's coming when we cut loose in our 50s though, once the kids are out of the house. Just you wait. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been spreading the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, talking about us on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. Honestly, we are like kids on Christmas morning every time we get a new review, both because as creators, it's super heartening to hear about folks who enjoy the show that we're making, uh, and also because ratings and reviews are super important for helping new folks find out about the show. So if you have made it to episode 40 and haven't left us a review yet, I would humbly ask you to hop on to whatever app that you're listening to this podcast on, or if your app doesn't have a rating system, to jump over to podchaser.com and just say say a few nice things whatever you liked about the show that hooked you for 40 episodes. It's the best thing that you can do to support us, and we honestly appreciate it more than you know. I also want to give a shout-out to our newest patron, Dora. A big thank you to Dora and all of our Patreon supporters for supporting the show and helping us bring you awesome bonus content. We just posted my GM and mystery notes for ARC-5, and at the time of me recording this interlude, I am almost finished editing the very first Patreon-exclusive episode. If you enjoyed the stony special and want to learn about another one of our most long-standing and enigmatic NPCs, now is the perfect time to join Dora in backing us on Patreon. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. We will return with episode 41 of Monster Hour on January 4th, 2021. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, and stay spooky. Alvin! Mm-hmm. You make your way across town on your bike. I assume that's still your primary form of transportation. Absolutely. To Kristen's. Uh, I can't recall if we've gotten to Kristen's apartment or not. Uh, she lives in a sort of trendy bohemian loft, mm-hmm. somewhat near Firmament College, but not like directly next to it. Right. I don't know that you've been there. I do think that you know where it is because of the Daylight Society sort of safety protocols of needing Mm -hmm. to be able to like check in on each other. So you make your way there uh, and you arrive at the
2: front door. I put the kickstand out on my bike. Good, good. Stand it up. And uh, no, I don't. I just, I hop off the bike, dish it in the the yard as I run. Oh, it's a loft. (laughs) Anyways, I ring the doorbell. I carefully lock it up on the street. (laughs) Yes, I carefully lock it up on the street. You ring the doorbell and- It's probably a buzzer. Yeah, there's no immediate response. Can I see the window of the law or like balcony?
0: I think the front door sort of opens immediately into a, a staircase. So you can't really see much. Most of mm-hmm. the loft is on a uh, second and third story of this, this building. Mm-hmm. As you're looking around, you hear a voice come
2: over the intercom.
0: Uh, Hello? Somebody there?
2: I answer and say, listen, this, You're probably confused. This is probably a wild thing to say, but my name is Alvin. Your name is Kristen, and we know each other. I'm guessing that you probably are lost and have forgotten a lot. Give me a roll to manipulate someone. Oh, crap. (laughs) 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 That's a four. I'm the wrong person for this job. (laughs) I'm realizing this very quickly. (laughs) Listen, I don't... I don't
0: know know you. Uh I don't I don't feel like I should let up people I don't know. I'm just gonna go sit down.
2: Have you left here? I don't know. I'm trying to assess out if she's the contented to stay here, which is potentially a safe place. The buzzer goes dead. Can I call Constance? <laughs> sure. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Constance!
1: Huh, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep.
2: Do you just have a vision? Do you just have a, a Mima vision?
1: Oh, yeah, big meemaw, big Mima energy. <laughs> well, I hope
2: you learned something good. So I've uh, I found Kristen. She's okay. in her apartment, her loft. Sorry, she wants <laughs> us to call it a loft.
1: True, sorry. You know how I have allergies <sighs> to my visions. Oh, geez.
2: Did you take your medicine? Did you take your vision allergy medicine? Are you allergic yeah, to your yeah. own visions? <laughs>
1: a hundred percent yes
2: it's
0: so constant okay
2: well it should kick (laughs) in pretty soon i guess uh listen she doesn't know who we are i don't think she knows who she is i think she's got a pack situation going on here too uh any tips what do you think what should we do is she safe here or should we (sighs) i don't really want to break in and take her (laughs)
1: <laughs> no. That seems bad. No. Everything about that sentence sounds terrible. Don't yeah, it do was that.
2: sounding worse and worse as I said it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I would do? Mm-hmm. What shirt are you wearing?
2: You know, the flannel, the red one.
1: The red one. Yeah. Okay. The, you like the blue one better, right? I do. Okay, good. Why don't you go ahead and rip off a part of your sleeve?
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: and then you're going to need to write your phone number on it.
2: Oh, I have paper. Well, oh. that's fine. Well, this is more personal, I guess.
1: Yeah, sure. If you have paper, then you also have a pen.
2: I don't actually.
1: Ah. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. New plan. Throw away the piece of sleeve. Okay. Done. <laughs> Find a rock.
2: Uh, big one, little one.
1: One that can fit your phone number on it. Where's okay. This going? Got it. Use your claw
3: uh-huh.
1: and scratch your phone number into it. <laughs> Okay.
2: This is brilliant.
1: Okay, great. Is it legible? Yes. Okay, excellent. You're going to leave that rock right outside her door. Okay. And now you're going to need to get her back on the intercom to tell her, I know you don't, and, and listen to my words very carefully. Try to kind of mimic the tone. Okay. You're going to say, I know you don't believe me right now, and if I were you, I wouldn't either but I've scratched my phone number into this (laughs) rock that I've left outside your door. When you're ready to know what happened to you, call me.
2: That is a wonderful idea. Don't know what I'd do without you, Constance.
1: Great. Now use that charisma. Uh, uh.
2: (laughs) All right, I'll call you back immediately. Um, (laughs) I I hit the buzzer again.
1: And you got a plus one now. You followed my advice. (laughs) Yes, Constance, your often
0: right move, which we have often forgotten,
1: would definitely
0: factor in
2: here. I I buzz back.
0: After several long seconds, you hear the intercom come on again. Listen, you you need to go away.
2: Kristen, I know you won't believe me, or wait. I know you don't know me, no, you won't believe me, but this
3: is going when great. you're ready,
2: I've left my phone number here outside the door. It's on a rock. Don't worry about it. We can help you if you're ready to know what's going on and who you are, give me a call.
0: Uh, okay. Bye.
2: Click. Bye. I feel like that worked perfectly. <laughs>
1: I mean, look, it's up to her. Yeah.
2: Do I do I manipulate them? The intercom is silent. I guess it's silent. Uh, I, I position the rock nice and obviously and carefully <laughs> in front of the door. If there's a railing, I'll put it on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, you position the rock with your phone number uh, very prominently I bu- I and obviously. T- I buzz one more time. The answer is a Boy. bit quicker this time. Hey, I... I told you to leave me alone.
2: I just, yeah, I'm, are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna call?
3: Oh gosh. Um,
2: this is too pushy. The phone number's here. I'll see, I'll see you later. It's a, you have a bunch of friends waiting for you.
3: That sounds weird too.
2: Oh god, I have to, I have
3: to leave. Yeah,
1: you need to go. (laughs) Goodbye. I mean, better than breaking in and grabbing her, which was apparently Alvin's other plan.
2: I run away, and then I come back and get my bike, and then I ride off into the sunset.
0: Oh
1: my, my god. god.
0: <laughs> and Alvin, you hop on your bike and begin pedaling back to the studio. And as you do, you have the uncanniest sensation that you are being watched. <gasps>